Another day and another episode of The Wonderland, folks, and it's great to have you with me as we once again plough into whatever there is that needs to be contemplated, commented on, or considered in our customary fashion. And in the past two weeks, I've had a few things occur to me that just might be worth mentioning. So, let's get into it. Now, there is, of course, quite a lot going on in the world at the moment, and the way I see it, There pretty much always has been, and there always will be. Yes, it's all happening. Globally, locally, personally, politically, musically, socially. And I'm not going to comment on any of it per se, if I can possibly avoid doing so. Although, I did make one or two comments about some pandemic stuff during the pandemic. But hopefully, I've learned my lesson. Anyway, there are two reasons for this. One, you're probably already bored stupid by news reports on social media and elsewhere about this, that and the other. And two, when I started The Wonderland, I made a promise to myself to avoid talking about current events. Because otherwise, this podcast will date even quicker than it otherwise might. And if there's one thing I'm interested in, it's longevity. And if I'm going to bore you stupid about anything... At least it'll be something you won't get bored stupid with anywhere else. Probably. But I want to just take a moment here and take a look at that expression. Bored stupid. Like, has anyone ever been so bored with something or someone that they've literally lost all intelligence and common sense as a result? I mean... It'd definitely explain a lot of extreme cases of stupidity we see in areas such as, I don't know, politics. And in a way, I can imagine that being a politician would be a pretty boring job a lot of the time. But nevertheless, I still wonder, did some of these excessively stupid politicians have a natural talent for idiocy before taking office? And did the inherent boredom of that profession then take them to new heights in the area of bad decisions? Well we'll probably never know for sure. But ruminating on that one brings me to a kind of related topic, and therefore a theory that I have concocted, and I want to share this with you, and as always, there's only one place to go for this sort of thing, and that's theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think I know, and I know what I know. This is what I know. And welcome to Theory Time. I believe we all have special places that we draw energy from, get inspiration from, or do our best thinking in. And these aren't necessarily remote mountaintops in the Himalayas, or deserted beaches at sunset, or even a really great seat at a local strip club. No, the places where I believe we get our best ideas are a great deal closer to home than that. In fact, For a lot of us, these places are at home. And for me, nothing beats the bedroom and the bathroom when it comes to finding effective solutions to everyday problems. Uh, Now, when I say bathroom, I mean it both in the American sense of the word and the non-American sense, at least as far as I'm concerned. I find that I do my very best logical reasoning in the shower, closely followed by time spent on what I'm going to refer to as the throne, uh, which is central to the average American bathroom reference. 
Okay, toilet, all right? Yes, sitting on the toilet, the lav, the loo, the sandbox, the john. Okay, I'll stop there. I think you get the picture. Quite seriously, though, there is something about the toilet in one's own home that makes it, I don't know, kind of special. One of my favourite quotes, although I have no idea where this comes from, is, The gentleman's lavatory is the last stronghold of male privilege. Of course, whether or not that's true is a matter of opinion, but it does seem to be one of the best places on the planet for exercising not only our bowels, but our brains. I do know it's considered a perfect spot for reading newspapers and magazines, particularly by men, although I honestly don't know about the ladies. I might have to do a bit of discreet asking around about that. But it does seem that being completely alone in a fairly small space, half-naked, is conducive to a level of contemplative wisdom and potential learning and problem-solving rarely achieved elsewhere. So if we take another look at those among us who are, for whatever reason, bored stupid, or just idiots in general who constantly do idiotic things, should we not be encouraging them to spend more time in the bathroom? Perhaps businesses could start by making toilet breaks mandatory and showering several times a day compulsory. Should more attractive bathrooms be made available to our politicians in the hope that the mystical power of these seemingly only utilitarian places will rub off and result in better decisions? Look, I can't say for sure, but I think it's worth a try. As for the bedroom, I'm not talking about horizontal folk dancing in case some of you are wondering, but simply referring to the old advice of sleeping on a problem. Quite honestly, this has worked wonders for me on several occasions, and it's another reason why I believe we should all be spending more time in bed unconscious. There are two good reasons for this. One, a rested mind is going to function better, and two, you can't really do anything stupid when you're asleep. This is what I know. And that was today's extremely helpful edition of Theory Time. And it's something to think about, perhaps, the next time you're in the... Well, you know. So, time for a bit of musical relief now with Song of the Day, which today comes from one of our Wonderland-approved artists. In this case, Northeast Traffic from Rhode Island, Connecticut in the US of A. And this is an excerpt of a track from their latest album, and it's called Firewalker. Take a listen. This place is there I want to go. Yeah, this place is there I want to see. Where the moon never sleeps. And there's some inside sea.
That's the last three quarters of Firewalker from Northeast Traffic. And you can hear more music from the guys on Spotify and Apple Music and I suspect the other major music streaming services. So now we're going to change tack yet again with a segment described recently in the Global Podcasters Almanac as worthy of the attention of anyone needing evidence of true insanity in action. Hmm, whatever that means. Anyway, here's another serving of Good Times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. You know, hey, oh, hey, 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 sorry, I missed the hey. hey I missed the hey. Hey, Jeff, hey, man. Hey, Kev. Ken, how you doing, mate? Jeez, how you man. doing? It's been a long wow, time. Oh man, it's been. I'm, it has been a long I time. I can't believe it, I, dude. You look awful. I, I wow. know. I know. And I look. I go to trouble, Kev. I go to trouble. I I try to look bad. Well, you've done a good job. I try to look bad to make you feel better about yourself, and I think it's working. I think it is. <laughs> there it but is. here's a little question about hey. You know how we go? Hey, now does that mean hey. that in the old days people would say that? Um, as a reference to dried grass in some way. Maybe it was, I don't know, there was a... Because I like to think, folks, as you know, listening to this show, some words are relevant to other things that, you know, we don't know about. What do you think about that? Jeff, are you, are you stuck stuck in the old days at, at the moment? You're stuck in stuck in time, uh, you know? Aren't yeah, you? I'm, or not? I'm, what, what's I, happening I, yeah, I'm stuck in time. What do you mean? I'm stuck in time. I don't know what I mean. Imagine like a farmer hanging out the window yeah, guy, and, and with a big pile of hay beside the yeah, house, as tall as the that's house, right. at, and he yells to some guy... Hey! And what he's saying, I've got hey in, in the truck. But the guy thinks he's yeah. saying hello, so it's stuck, and that rhymes. What do you think about that? That's not bad, is it? Jeff, you know, we no one can know. No one. No one can no know. No one should know. No. no. Nobody. And <laughs> that's correct. Nobody will know. Actually, nobody should know. No. Jeff. Kev, can, who cares? I, I, well, no one. And that's why we're going to move on to, to today's subject. Um, and okay. it's, it's basically new technology and what it leads to. Oh, I like that. I knew you I like would. it. I like it, Because you are a bit of a new... Oh, Jesus, you're making all these funny noises. And I don't mean ha-ha. I know. I made, I made this... My Bloody hands. hell. Anyway, so, Kev, yeah, it's terrible. here's my feeling. Having new technology mm-hmm. inevitably makes us pine for old tech after a while. For example... Right now, they makes you what? It makes, what does it make you, you do? You know, it Jeff? makes us pine. us pine for old tech. It makes you a t- small small tree. tree. It makes you a tree, a, a fir tree, to be yeah. specific. It'll yeah. turn you into a tree. Okay. It makes you. It makes you tree. It will make you into a tree. Yes, okay. that's what I'm saying. Now, is that more than one? More than one? Is that one, two, or three? Uh, three tree. trees. Three, three trees. Okay. Tre- three, three trees. Three, three trees. Yeah, make it into three, three trees. trees. That makes no sense. Anyway, look, let me put of it differently. Um, having new technology okay. inevitably makes us kind of think, oh, I really like the way we used to do this. And and after a while, there's a resurgence of interest in the old way. Have you noticed this with certain things? Can you give me an example, Jeff? Because I, I, I mean, I can't really think well, right now. I know, you know, well, why is or that? generally. Okay, here we go. Yeah, now, I know, I know. LP Records. Now, LP Records, as you know, were a thing up until about the, the mid-'80s, and then digital came in, CDs. People lost right. interest in LPs and were chucking out their LPs. and Because they're no good. That's exactly. Because they're no well, good. Well, that was, the, that was the, yeah. the, the thought at the time. Everyone. That's still the thought, Jeff. Well, not. Still the no, thought. actually, it isn't the thought anymore, Kev. No. Well, listen, can you carry around an LP yes, in, the, yeah, in your back pocket I do. and go, oh, I just want to listen I to. I do. Yes, I do. Because I have. <laughs> you've got really. I've got, you've got a really big I've ass. Got, yes. And I've got very <laughs> large trousers. There it I is. am often, Kevin, I'm often complimented for my large S. 
largesse, not large ass, largesse. Right? Largesse. Exactly. If you're American, largesse, he's got a large ass. Yeah, look at that guy. He's, he's got, got a large ass. He's got a record in his back pocket. Is it a 12-inch? Yeah, I think it's a 12-inch record. See, folks, that's how those... By the size of that, I think it is a record. That's right. And and by the way, folks, that goes for those Canadians as well. They do the same sort of thing. Canadians. 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 Canadian, bloody oath it can, yes. Anyway, Kev. So the thing is, the reason things get, you know, Jeff, it's because things get smaller over time. They do, but... The, the, Unless it's your nose and ears. Yeah, I know, but, but you can't really go back to your nose and ears because you're stuck with what you've got. And do you know that as you get older, your nose and ears get bigger? Did you know that? I just said that. I said everything gets, gets smaller oh, over did. time. Oh, you did. It, with technology. Yeah. Except your nose and ears. Oh, I see. Yes, you did say that, Kevin. I stand corrected. Oh, Actually, I'm sitting down, so how can I... Do I have to stand up to be corrected? Should I... No, you're... So I'm all right? I'm okay? <laughs> you sit corrected. Good. Okay, I sit corrected. Now, oh, hang on. I've got to straight... Which is hard to sit with, yeah. a, with, a, with, with an album on your ass. I know, but look, the <laughs> point is, and I'll, make, I'll give you another example because this one's getting out of hand. Photographs, of course it is. digital photography, right? But now people are getting interested right. in film and actual physical, you know, physical photos again because it's. Who are those people? Who are those people, uh, well, Jeff? I don't well, know those people. There are three of them in Outer Uzbekistan, and they're very interested in physical photography, right? No, but seriously, okay. it's it's like Kodak, Kodak, and other companies are beginning to make actual film for cameras again. You know, I mean, photographers have always kind of had it in their back pocket with the record, you know, um, because they know photography. They bloody should because they're photographers, right? Yeah. Right. But, but no, seriously, right. I believe that with time, new tech, you know, people get bored with new tech and they think, oh, that old stuff was pretty cool. Let's, let's, have, let's have some of that. And this, I believe, is why we now have a huge resurgence in vinyl LPs and physical photos for photography. Yes, that's what I think. Well, it's very eye-opening, Jeff, all of it. Good times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. And he who is called Little Kev and my good self will be back with yet another edition of Good Times on the next episode of The Wonderland. So don't say you haven't been warned. Now, before I launch recklessly into the last segment of today's show, I want to introduce it as a prime example of what I was saying earlier about the bedroom being a place where ideas, thoughts and theories are often born, at least in my case. And so this is very much my thought of the day because if I know myself, I will spend the rest of the day turning this idea over and over, looking at it from a distance, seeing if it goes with what I'm wearing right now, asking other people what they think, etc., etc., etc. So what is it, I hear you ask? Well, you're going to find out right now on Jeff's Thought of the Day. And welcome to Thought of the Day. So let me share with you a very simple analogy that popped unexpectedly into my tiny mind this morning when I woke up. That sleeping thing, once again having apparently done wonders for my mental activity such as it is. I'm going to talk about politics here, by the way, but not about the current state of it per se, you know, as in particular politicians, parties, or anything like that. At least, not specifically. And what I'm going to say is so simple and obviously true that I almost fell off the bed having come up with it. And when I say come up with it, 
I am absolutely certain that many people throughout history have also come up with this rather nifty and economical observation. So I highly doubt that I can lay claim to being the only person who's ever done so. And here it is. Democracy is like a bird. And why is that, I hear you ask? Well, to fly successfully, a bird needs two wings. Not one, but two. A right one and a left one. Now, if one of those wings is powerless, that means the bird is not going to be able to fly properly at all. And it's a matter of time, and not a long time, before it loses all control and plummets helplessly to the ground. I grew up in Australia in a family that often, courtesy of my mum and dad, supported the conservative side of politics. In other words, the right. And as I got older, my personal political leanings gradually shifted toward the left, largely because Australia in the 60s and 70s seemed dominated by the conservatives, and as the 70s progressed, it became clear, even to me as a kid, that things were getting rather out of whack somehow in terms of corruption or various things at various levels of government. My mum and dad and a lot of other people conveniently ignored that stuff, which the party faithful can become pretty good at doing, in kind of the end justifies the means way of thinking, I suppose. On the other hand, I could see that there were times when the left wing of politics in Australia was also doing some equally dodgy and potentially destructive things. And so as time went on, I came to realise that neither side had a monopoly on good government, that neither side was all good or all bad, and also that countries which seemed to end up being mostly functional and peaceful, and with populations largely satisfied with the way things were, had kept the fundamentally democratic principle of having significant input and slash or representation from both sides, regardless of who was actually in government at the time. Now, I know this is maybe a bit of a no-brainer to many of you, and that some with more political knowledge than me will no doubt see my observation as incredibly naff. But I just wanted to share with you that one simple thought about the bird, in the hope that no matter what side you lean towards, just remember that each side has something to say about things that matter, that different perspectives not only are just useful, but they're essential and that if we do allow a situation where one wing is ignored, like the aforementioned bird, we are almost certainly going to regret it. Nuff said. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And that's it for thought of the day. Make of it what you will, but it certainly makes sense to me, so there you go. Well, it looks awfully like we've come to the end of another show. Thanks for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed today's ride through the Wonderland. Thanks, as always, to Little Kev for his contribution to our Good Times segment. Always a high point of the show, and one that will remain a permanent fixture until such time as one of us gets taken away in a straitjacket. Have a terrific two weeks, everyone, and I will be back with more indispensable thoughts, theories, and oblique observations real soon on a brand new episode of The Wonderland. Mm-hmm.